the Tosco Music Party. What started as a musical get-together inside of John Tosco's living room slowly became a 25-year running musical event open to the masses. It's just a big, eclectic group of musicians coming to play music for a night, which is amazing. I'm addicted to this thing now. This is, you know, what I like to do. The Tosco Music Party features well-known local and regional talent and up-and-coming artists. Thanks, John, for having us. We can't thank him enough, I mean, to give us this platform. He's so famous in town, so you don't need to find him. <laughs> the Tosco Music Party, here at the Levine Center of the Arts and Night Theater, tonight featuring... Diana Hasty. <laughs> it's the most fun performance I've ever done. Sean Gaskell. My name is RJ Adams. My name is James Udi, and we performed uh, Love Ain't Got No Reason. The Versus Guitar Duo. Hey, my name is Natalie Royal. It can be a feat. Groove. Hey. hey. Noah Guthrie. Please tell me there's a new beginning coming up with the sunrise. My name is Kels Nolenberger and I play Stif- bass. Stefan Vorbel and I play guitar. Thor Jensen and I play guitar. And our drummer is missing. His name is Nick Anderson. We do because we love it. Kevin Jones. My name is Allie. My name is Haley. I'm Mandy. We are the Gardner Gardner Sisters. Sisters. Los Caparares. And the Tosco Music Party Sing Along Choir and Band. Garvin says, Good. Now let's do it again. Good evening, Charlotte. Right now I'm at the Levine Center of the Arts, Night Theater. And we are backstage with Diana Hasty. <laughs> So how about you tell us a little bit uh, about the song you just sung? Uh, La Vie en Rose, Edith Piaf's most famous love song. The translation of the title is uh, Life in Pink, and it's all about how being in love with someone makes you see the world in a just a different, more beautiful way. So to me personally, that I dedicated it to my husband tonight because that's the way I... <laughs> That's the way I feel about life with him. I see it differently, and it's a much more beautiful place because of him. (laughs) 
made you want to become a musician? From a very young age, I've always been just a, a natural singer. I've, when I was when I was a baby in church, I, my mom says while they were singing hymns, I would just pick a note. It would always be very low. I would just always be singing. I mean, it wasn't always pretty, but you know, when I discovered that I really truly had a knack for it. It became the way that I found was most easy to express myself, and I think that's important for everyone to find that kind of an outlet. My major musical inspirations, funny enough, Edith Piaf is one of them. I think she is so good at expressing the words that she's singing through her music. Yeah, I mean, she's the one I, I typically try to channel when I'm performing, though we're not exactly of the same style of singing. But um, Renee Fleming, the famous soprano, another one who, for the same reason, I think she's incredible at emoting. It's a, it's a very interesting experience to listen to her sing and to watch her act on stage. And So those are my musical influences. My greatest musical memory. Singing at the Tosco Music Party. <laughs> it is one of them, for sure. Well, I gave a recital at Carnegie Hall in January, and that was, you know, a lot of pressure, high profile, but... It was an incredible experience. I felt like a princess the whole time. I can't even tell you to have my own dressing room backstage at Carnegie Hall. It just, it was something out of a fairy tale. It really was. <laughs> sounds absolutely astounding it sounds so beautiful uh -huh. and again so many people they will look up to you and be like i want to sound like that i want to get there oh yeah uh, what would you say for people that want to sing your genre of music for someone who wants to go into this i would say keep your head about you it's important to remember the things that are really near and dear to your heart i think about my family and my husband and my, my baby on the way <laughs> Yeah, I do have a baby on the way. Congratulations. Um, no, thank you. Never forget the things that are important to you um, when you're in the middle of all of it, and it will make your experience that much more special. Yeah. Oh, I think it's great. <laughs> it's the most fun performance I've ever done. Um, it's definitely the most different, too. With my, my genre, I'm always doing stuff in a, in a classical venue and, you know, with orchestras and stuff like that. So it's it's very different for me to be singing, you know, with a rock band or, you know, a singer-songwriter, that type of thing. But I met John, I was in high school, and he came to, to hear a friend of mine in a, in a musical I was in. And he saw me, and we met afterward, and he said, hey, would you like to come sing for my show? And I said, of course. And that was the, the first performance I did for the Tosca Music Party was at age 16. Then I did it again, and I think age 20 or 21, and, and I'm back at age 23. Yes. Thank you. This song is called Jato, which means the lion. So my name is Sean Gaskell, formed with the West African Corps here. It's a 21-string harp, 
made it to the Mandinka people of Gambia, Senegal, Mali, Guinea, and Guinea-Bissau. I learned how to play it over the course of a couple visits to the Gambia in 2008 and 2012. First started in 2006. I've been playing ever since and been performing now for... So is there anything special you'd like to share about that particular song? Jato is a song about a lion because the lion in West Africa is regarded as a very fierce creature, one that must be taken with high regard and caution. I've been pretty musically inclined for my whole life. I started playing the clarinet when I was in grade school. I gave it up for a year in college. My first year of college, I just gave up music and, and didn't focus on it as much. But I really missed it. When I transferred back home after my first year, uh, I just decided to, to get into it a lot more than I ever have. That's about the time that I started studying instruments from all over the world. So Zimbabwe and Marimba, Zimbabwe and Mbira, then finally in 2006, the Kora. My musical inspirations are to expose this uh, as much as possible, because not many people have, have seen or heard of it. Um, you know, based on my experiences in West Africa, based on when I first saw Kane Mathis perform in 2006 and having my life changed, uh, it's just, it's, it's my goal to, to be able to expose this to as many people as possible. Yeah, yeah, you have, what you have here is two rows of strings. Mine has 22 strings, so you have 11 on the left half of the bridge and 11 on the right. And there's really no symmetry to how the progression of notes goes. I mean, it's a basic seven-pitch diatonic scale like you would have in a guitar or a piano, but finding that chromatic scale is not easy. <laughs> yes, I, I saw you earlier uh, tuning it, but it, it's definitely a unique instrument. Most people would mistake it for a harp. Yeah, yeah. In fact, it's, it's often called the West African harp. The sound is somewhat similar to a classical harp. It has its own unique sound as well. Being in in the Gambia and listening to people play, hands down. Yeah, listening to my teachers and listening to other musicians in, in Brakama, which is the town that I studied in. Uh, let's see, I knew about it through, I believe, another musician who, who played here. I think I contacted John, I don't know, maybe a year ago. I think it was right after I moved to Asheville, so about a year and a half ago. Uh, I just asked if he uh, had any room, and uh, I think he, he ended up asking me to come for one particular date that didn't work out. He, uh, he sent me an email and said, can you come on the 19th? Turns out I was able to work out. I wasn't sure at first, but uh, I was glad it was, was going to work out. Well, we are very, very happy that you're here, because I do believe this will be the most interesting, unique instrument we'll see all night. Nice. Well, I'm, I'd be happy to share anything yes. with you. Yeah, I appreciate it.
name is RJ Adam. My name is James Udi. And we performed uh, Love Ain't Got No Reason. Thank you guys so much. You guys ready to have a good time? I said you guys ready to have a good time? Let's give it up one more time for John Tosco. Big round of applause. One more time. Come on, y'all. Make some noise for him. Really appreciate you giving us a spot to play, man. Well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, my name is R.J. Adams. This is my man, James Judy. And we're going to play a song for y'all tonight off our latest album called Crow. If you like what you're hearing, please feel free to come show some love at the merchandise stand. Check us out on Facebook as well. R.J. Adams Music Nation. So here we go, y'all. Now, if you feel inclined to clap your hands, I won't be mad at you. Come on. I love the message behind it. The song describes how love is overcoming. It doesn't flip on and off. And in the end, it really doesn't have a reason not to be successful. I agree with him. I think that love ain't got no reason is really just about love can survive almost anything. You feel like I feel Let the music make you move Do you hear I really do feel like we're all put on this earth for a reason and that we are given hints as to why we're here through our passions. I've been blessed with the ability to sing. I wanted to make sure I was doing exactly what I'm led to do. So that's what made me choose music. <laughs> Same thing. I mean, we're both singer-songwriters, and we just found a common ground in writing the music that we write and just happy to be able to share it with whoever's willing to listen. As far as inspiration, inspiration would come from all the people that we named. As far as what we're doing acoustically, it's easy for us, just work. To, when we get together once or twice a week, we always write two or three songs. You see that it works, so you just kind of go with it. And inspirational-wise, I mean, I think it's more of the legends that we named. That's what I would say. I'd have to agree. I think also, or I feel, that just to see the impact that we have on people is such a huge blessing. And it, it drives me to continue to grow, continue to get better, continue to critique and perfect my craft, so to speak. To take someone away from whatever negativity you know they may be going through in their life, even if it is for one song, is a huge, huge accomplishment. I think that's what drew us together. We're both positive people. We both love 
positive quotes. We're texting each other all the time, these positive quotes. And that's just in our music. Anyone can listen to our music, and I think that's why we have a, a broad audience appeal from kids to older people. It's positive, and positive is easy to work for people these days. It's always nice to love what you do. So how did you gentlemen hear about the Tosco Music Party? Apparently this isn't your first show. No, <laughs> it's not. Truthfully speaking, James set everything up. But I'm so, so very thankful and humbled. John allowed us to be a part of such a great event. So thanks, John, for having us. We met John at this open mic night that he has at the Evening Muse. And the thing about John, he's just another positive influence, a positive person. So we just try to surround ourselves with people that are like-minded like that. So that's where we met John at the open mic. We played twice for him, and it's always an honor. And he's just such a humble guy. And he truly loves musicians and good music. We can't thank him enough, I mean, to give us this platform. Thank you. Thank you. How are you doing so far, guys? Very good, wonderful. I'm so glad to perform here tonight with my nephew, as John said, visiting from Russia. And uh, we are a family of guitarists, uh, actually, and my, uh, Alex is uh, fourth generation of guitar player. But we have a new program with him that we perform in the United States. And we're going to play for you one tune that I'm not going to even introduce to you because you all know this, and I hope you're going to sing with us tonight. Are you? All right, wonderful. Thank you, uh, John Tosco, for having us uh, at this wonderful theater. So, please enjoy. I don't think we have to tell a lot about this song because everybody knows Billy Jean by legendary Michael Jackson, right? <laughs> and we performed it in our arrangement of our guitar duo with my nephew. His name is Alexander and my name is Vadim. We perform as a VS guitar duo at the Tosco party here tonight. We play gypsy music basically, but we play covers in our style. Thank you. 
What made you want to become a musician? Our family, because I am a third generation of our artistic dynasty from Russia. And my uncle is a famous guitar player and legendary gypsy guitarist from Moscow. Alex is my nephew. He is fourth generation of our family. My uncle inspired me and music in our family inspired me in my life to become a musician. What would you say your greatest musical memory is? Maybe I can ask my nephew. Yesterday we played a concert in Charlotte with my dad. Yesterday we played actually a show in town in Charlotte. For the first time, we played the show in Charlotte. He said that's the biggest memory so far from our performance together. How did you hear about the Tosco Music Party? I don't remember when I played first time in Tosco Music Party. It was like several years ago. John invited me first to play. Since then, I played at uh, several Tosco Music Parties. Don't remember how I found the information, but he's so famous in town, so you don't need to find him. <laughs> It's all over, you know, uh, Charlotte. When you see the information about his show, so. What would you have to say to anyone who wanted to start making their own music? Well, listen to good music. Listen to gypsy music too <laughs> that we play, because gypsy music is not only one part of the world, like in one country it's all over, and uh, such as you know flamenco or gypsy jazz from France or Russian gypsy music that we play, and try to practice a lot as a musician. <laughs> Thank you. Спасибо. Thank you. Hey, my name is Natalie Royal, and tonight I sang a couple of original songs. The first that I sang is a song off of my new album. It's called Darling Don't. I wrote this song actually a few years ago for someone in my life who was struggling with just life in general. I've known you my whole life, and we've gone all So that was why I originally wrote the song, but it is kind of funny how over time songs morph and change, and now I, I listen to the song and I feel like it takes on a, a different meaning. What made you want to become a musician? I, 
I think it's just been ingrained in me from the time I was a little little girl. I actually, I think I wrote my first song when I was on the school bus home um, in elementary school. I was writing with some some gal pals of mine, and then ever since then, I was kind of just off to the races. I grew up in a family of musicians. My mom plays guitar and she sings, and my dad played piano around the house, and just was introduced to it from an early age, and also was encouraged. And I've been lucky enough to be encouraged to really follow my dreams and do what I love. So that is why I'm doing it. The second song I did tonight, it's Bonnie and Clyde, and I actually wrote that because I spent a Christmas break home one year from college watching documentaries on History Channel, (laughs) and one of them was on Bonnie and Clyde, so I decided to write a song about them. They're just an awesome duo, taking names and and doing what they do, and I loved it, so there we go. That actually sounds like a lot of fun. It's pretty Um, fun. It is. It can be a feat. I will say that not many people actually get to follow their dreams, and I find it actually to be quite fortunate that you get to be the entertainment that you want to see. Definitely. Not that many people have that opportunity. Definitely. So with that in mind, who would you say your musical inspirations are? That's a great question. (laughs) I really span so many different genres as far as who I like to listen to. I mean, I grew up with Joni Mitchell and Alanis Morissette and Alison Krauss and um, then also on the other spectrum, grew up with Kiss and ACDC and all of that. And I grew up with the classics, Nina Simone and Sam Cooke. So I would say over time, all of those have really influenced me, and I try to bring a little bit of their music and their artistry into what I do. What is your greatest music musical memory? Because it must be pretty incredible for somebody to be so upbeat after a performance. Every single one of them is a great, great performance in the in the long run because it happened. My greatest musical memory, though, has got to be when I was a senior in college. I had the opportunity to sing and perform during Tin Pan South, which is something that happens in Nashville every single year. It's for songwriters. It's a pretty big deal. And um, I actually got to perform at the Bluebird Cafe, the famed Bluebird Cafe, along with Kathy Matea, John Vesner, and Pat Alger, who are just some of the greats. So that is definitely my favorite musical memory thus far. When I was about 12 years old, I started playing guitar, and that's really when my songwriting kind of kicked in, and I went to a Tosco open house music party that he has at the Evening Muse, and um, I did the open mic there when I was about 12, and John saw me, and he said, hey, you need to come do a Tosco music party, which at the time I was like, I have no idea what this is, but I was 12 years old, and I was thrown <laughs> thrown on that big stage, and this is actually my fourth time back to the Tosco. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it.
We had two songs. One was called uh, Protocol, and the second one we did was a tribute to uh, Fela Kuti, who was, I guess, considered the uh, grandfather of Afrobeat. Time yeah, and place. Then I asked Groove Date, what inspired them to become musicians, and what distinguished them from other musicians? They had a lot to say. Play music from the heart, not computerized. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with, with your talent being exhibited in many different forms and fashion. That's what we do. They're entertainers, they're not just musicians. Yeah, they're not musicians. There's a major difference. And there's, a, there's a difference. You know, people want to be entertained in many forms and fashion, and that's fine. They say that maybe even some people want to be entertained by a face and a shape. Which is fun, Anthony. <laughs> I would say I would say my inspiration is variety of older music from R and B to jazz to even like Afrobeat, which I knew about before I joined Groove Eight. But now that I'm in Groove Eight, I really like that we play Afrobeat. With myself, growing up many moons ago, I had influences playing guitar. If you look back the 50s and early 60s, everybody wanted to play saxophone. And when guitars became fashion, so that was just the era that I grew up in. I grew up in. My inspiration is my mom, because, you know, my mom was a drum major at, in high school. So music was always in the house. So you better play something, you know. So, But the first gift I got wasn't a drum or a hand drum. It was a popcorn maker. So I took the popcorn maker and the popcorn that came with it and turned it into a shaker to show them, to prove to them that I wanted to play drums. He said, well, you want to play that bad because, you know, if you take little kernels and shake them up, they sound like a shaker. They got me some my real set of timbales, so that's how I started. So thanks, Mom. Yeah, for me. <laughs> yeah, for me, I don't know. My family has always been musical, and as far as the love of music... I'm in the house with an educator. My father was an educator. He was very much into art, visual art and music. I had a grandfather that used to play bebop, but sort of bleeded into me and my sister. I'm a lover of all different types of music, whatever it may be. So, My inspiration was my whole family is pretty much musically inclined. All the males in my family play drums. kind of inspired me to be better, stab out to make myself better as a drummer. A lot of my siblings that were older than me, they were playing, but they wasn't really taking it serious so it was my dream and my goal to really take it to that next level yeah i've been banging since i was about two i guess i have to say the same thing i'm inspired by um, individuals like like these individuals we have here tonight um, i'm also from a musically inclined family and music has just been second nature but everybody has really grab hold of instruments and really play these so-called analog devices anymore but to encounter that, it, to me, that's like a pleasure. So that really inspires me. You know? And and again, it's just something that will be done either way. You know, it's just this this is what happens. This is what we do. But you know, it's definitely inspiration to see like-minded individuals. It's, it's a good thing. Any advice for newcomers? Do it. Don't wait. Yeah. Don't give up. Don't give up. Jump into it head first. You might hear a bunch of no's, but don't let the no's discourage you. You don't have anybody to please but yourself. And know that you can do it at any age.
So this is, this is ageless. Ageless. Never stop. Never stop learning. You can never learn everything about music. Yeah, you really, you really don't. It's amazing how seven notes you can create a universe. Yeah, yeah. Noah Guthrie. I'm a singer-songwriter, and uh, I tour and make albums. Well, I opened with a song called New Beginning. This was on my first-ever debut album called Among the Wildest Things. And the song is really, when I wrote it, I wrote it right after the Boston Marathon bombings happened. And I don't know, I had a co-write the next day. It was with a guy named Matt Wirtz, an incredible singer-songwriter. And basically, you know, we were both just really kind of pissed off. <laughs> and... Uh, Decided to kind of, you know, as cheesy as it sounds, channel everything into a song. We came up with this song called New Beginning. It kind of just turned into a song about unity and, you know, it was kind of an uplifting thing. And I really wanted one of those on my album just because I tend to write either love songs or sad songs. I don't know, it was nice to have like a nice uplifting song. Baby, I can see It's the wreckage you left when you fled the sea Smoke and fire, dark and mean. City, I knew that you stole from me. Staining all our memories. Used to be so holy. Please tell me this in new beginning. I have always been around music my whole life. You know, my dad is a singer and my stepmom and my brother is a drummer and my recording engineer and it's just always been in the family. I've always been around it and exposed to it and then at one point I wanted to be a magician. I was really like gung-ho about that. I got into high school and I guess I figured out that no girl really wanted to date a magician and uh, I, <laughs> I uh, started writing songs. I fell in love with the process, and then I really just, you know, I knew this was this was for me. This is what I love. Yeah, it was. It's it's been great ever since. You know, lots of ups and downs, but it's been a lot of ups. Yeah, it's been great. Oh, <laughs> no, it is not. It is one of the hardest things that I do. You know, luckily I I really enjoy it, and I and I enjoy the struggle of it. But um, yeah, it's definitely it's 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 tough. It's there's one thing with being a good musician and then uh, being a good songwriter is a whole other Um, a lot. Man, it, tons of... I have lots of inspirations that are, are maybe not as well-known. They're like, you know, lots of singer-songwriters out of Nashville. and But it kind of changes all the time. The people that, I guess, really got me started, I'm a huge U2 fan. I've always been a just a humongous U2 fan. But as far as like what has influenced my sound, 
used to listen to a lot of Mark Broussard. Still listen to a lot of Mark Broussard. Old Soul. I did a lot of Sam Cooke. When Adele came on the scene, she kind of changed everything. That did a lot for me. The Civil Wars. Lots of old folk. I mean, really everything. One day I'll listen to folk, and then the next I'll listen to, like, hip-hop, whatever. And, um, no, I think I kind of needed all of it to get where I am today and, and kind of need it now to keep myself fresh. I don't know if I have, like, one in particular super memory. I've done a lot of really cool things. I've been blessed enough to do these things. And I played out in um, Sonoma, California, like, over near wine country. It was the the venue that I played at was just this amazing like multi million dollar venue that they had just made, and then they told me that Allison Krauss had opened the venue for them the week before me, and like all her marks and stuff were still on the stage. She's a huge influence of mine, and um, got to sing and, and stand on that mark and and like <laughs> sing my songs to a really good crowd. It was a fantastic show. Actually, I was opening for Matt Nathanson that night. And it was really, really great. Just the vibe of that, the the energy of that night was was something that I always remember. It was really like I soaked it up. I was on Glee. I've, I've been on the Today Show and all this this really cool stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. You know, I I learned a lot. I've never acted before, and that was a challenge, but it was also something that was really, really fun. Learned so much from the people around me and made a lot of really great friends in the process that I still have today so that's great but yeah it was it was a very good thing for me Glee Glee did wonders for me well I think it's great I actually didn't know anything about it until a few months ago and I heard about it. I had a show at the Evening Muse. John approached me there, and it was a really good opportunity. It sounded like it. I'm just so happy to be here. I, when I peeked around the corner earlier today just to look at the stage, not knowing anything about it other than it's just a big, eclectic group of musicians coming to play music for a night, which is amazing. And that sounds really good, but you don't really know what to expect. So I peeked around the corner, and the stage looked beautiful, and just everything was so professionally done, and every, they're on the ball. Lots of great music. I've heard lots of great music tonight. So, yeah, I enjoy it. Garvin Project. Tell us what you performed tonight. Tune I wrote called Garv's New Groove. It's original music. Absolutely. We're a jazz band, and we believe that most of the songs that should be written today are, are written on the spot. We like to improvise. We like to create. For that body of work, everything that we do is pretty much a new creation. And that's really nice to hear. It's nice to hear different original music. It's nice to hear artists not trying to create earworms. With that said, what inspired you guys to become musicians who don't do that? For me, at an early age, age three, rummaging through my closet, there was always an acoustic guitar there. Found out that it belonged to one of my uncles, and so I always had interest in, in chords, hearing chords. Didn't know how to play them. Uh, didn't know exactly where the, where the tone was coming from, whether it was keyboard or guitar, but later on I took interest in bass guitar. But it wasn't until I was like six years old until I actually understood the instrument and started to learn to play. I have a grandmother who was a choir director and a grandfather who played in a jazz band. My parents were always into doing something, so it was inescapable. The drummer. I originally wanted to play the trumpet. This was when I was in the second grade. Fortunately, the bandmaster had seven trumpet players, and he did not have a single person to play drums. And he asked me very politely, I do not have anyone to play drums. 
would you please play drums? I will let you play trumpet if you want to, but I would really appreciate it if you would play drums. And ever since then, I have been banging on anything that I can that will make a rhythm. Like Dave, I actually did play trumpet in fifth grade. Then I heard Let's Go Crazy by Prince. Made me want to play guitar, switched to guitar, and got into the Beatles, got into classical music, jazz, everything since then, and decades later still doing it. Well, I grew up in a house full of classical music. My dad was a concert pianist and organist also, but for me, I don't think I really got interested until I was in high school, well, early high school. Someone made a mistake and let me hear this Earth, Wind, and Fire track. I think the song was called Lady's Son, and it had a horn section on there that was just so crazy. I was just stuck. Yeah. <laughs> there was the elements, there was the temptations, there was all of the groups of the 70s with the flaring pants. I heard James Brown and it was a rap for me. I was like, that's it. I don't need to hear anybody else. I'm addicted to this thing now. This is what I like to do. I mentioned previously that my father was a classical pianist. I don't know why he had a Yellow Jackets album in his collection. And when I heard that, Russell Ferrante became my hero at that point. <laughs> jazz piano is the way I needed to be going. <laughs> so you guys, unlike current day pop artists who put something out, becomes an earworm, the audience remembers it for a couple of months and eventually forgets it, you guys create your own music. So it must stay with you and your audience for a long time. I think you kind of nailed it on the head. The music that we do, we are certainly entertained by it. Um, I would probably say that we don't do it necessarily to satisfy the audience at large. We hope that the audience can enjoy what we're doing. But they're going along for the ride. We're going to we're going to be driving the bus. If they want to come, that's fine. <laughs> this room filled with laughter was silenced by one question: What is your greatest musical memory? After a long pause, as the room filled with the deep silence of thought, the drummer decided to speak up. The reason that we all have this pause is because we enjoy playing music with one another. When we are playing the tune right, we know it, we hear it. It gives us that kind of feeling and that rush that makes us say, okay, this is why we play. This is the feeling that we're going for. Garvin says, good, now let's do it again. I know this is going to sound like a cliche, but every time that we play the music right, those are good moments for us. When I'm in the midst of a performance, there's this little shiver that goes up the middle of my back all the way to the top of my scalp and it just starts resonating so when we're doing it and i get that i know it's on so gentlemen how did you hear about the tosco music party this is actually our second performance at the tosco music party we were able to get in touch with john tosco who point blank told us that he wanted to hear some real jazz. We were able to experience what is a wonderful experience as a performer. This is a top-notch production, and it's even better than what I remember. We were able to enjoy the audience then, and I would say that we even enjoyed it more now.
Next, the audience got to meet touring rock band Stephen Volbert. My name is Kels Nolenberger, and I play Steph- bass. Stefan Volbert, and I play guitar. Thor Jensen, and I play guitar. And our drummer is missing. His name is Nick Anderson. Hi. All right. The songs we perform were Momentum and Prometheus from the album Origins. Original music? Yes, it's all original. But this has a twist. These guys are French, man. <laughs> Listen to this accent when they talk. <laughs> what do you want me to say, you know, to that? Anything that comes from the heart. Okay, that's the problem. This is why we play instrumental music. I compose instrumental music because I don't have a great command of the words. I don't feel like writing songs or singing songs and stuff like that because what it conveys is a specific thing that cannot be expressed with words. It can be expressed only in, with the notes in a more abstract way with the, the, the help of music, uh, pure music. Talking about them, I can tell you that Prometheus is part of the great Greek mythology. You know, It's a titan and there's a whole story behind it. But I love Greek mythology because it's a great theater of the human psyche. It's completely amazing. It's the world of dreams, it's the world of many things. So it's way worse like uh, get into it. Uh, not really to study it, but to get into the realm of dream of it. All the monsters and the situations and stuff. It's really, really cool. So there's also momentum. And momentum is really inspired by the long drives that we do. We're touring the U.S. Uh, constantly, so... We drive for hours at a time. So when you drive like six, eight hours in a row, you know, you're in the desert, for example, in like Arizona or something. And like the road is flat. You go in sort of a trance mode, you know. And from that trance mode come some images in your mind and pictures. It's about these things, you know. As for inspirations go. Okay, let's start with Bach, Mozart, we have Debussy, Pink Floyd, Django Reinhardt, Ralph Towner, Hamza Eldin, a lot of different things. Yeah. Are we missing Stevie Ray Vaughan, Jimi Hendrix, The Great Gastine? This band sounds like it has a lot of personality. You guys must be very close. Yeah. What would you say your greatest musical memory is? Well, for Thor, it's going to be very short because he's been playing with the band for like about two weeks. <laughs> so, um, uh, there were many great memories, you know. Yes, why don't you answer this one? I mean, arguably, probably one of my greatest memories is the last time that we came down to the South. It was like a really incredible trip, and it was one of the first times we got to spend a lot of time with the great Gastine who was down here. He came last time we came. I didn't really know this part of the country very much, and we had such a great time, and we're having such a great time this time, all the way down to Atlanta, to Athens, and we're going to go spend a bunch of time in this house in the middle of nowhere near Charleston, South Carolina, and it's just kind of an exceptional treat to be down here. It's true that it's, it sounds it's, fake, it's, a general, really it's a general experience of coming down to the South because we are like new to the South. We do a lot in the West, the Midwest, East Coast, all that stuff. But the South is like fairly new for us. So it's like, it's great. It's been like the second time or third time we come. For us, it's like amazing to go through Charlotte, through Charlottesville, going to Savannah, going to Charleston. It's amazing.
like Minnie, this band had heard about Tosco through the Evening Muse. I guess I'm going to respond to this one. <laughs> I yes, heard about I it from Stefan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, we played at the Muse in April, and Joe told me, like, you know, I organized the Tosco music party in September, and would you like to be part of it? So I was like, of course, let's do it. And then, like, so we're playing the, the Tosco music party today. Next week, we're playing at the Muse again. So it's just like we're back in Charlotte again. And it's great. We love Charlotte, by the way. And we found that little spot. Like, it was great to have coffee and all those, like, crepes and sushi. And the best, oh, the best macarons I've ever had here today. Yeah. I mean, we shouldn't advertise for businesses, maybe, but we are. We do, because we love it. And yeah, that's how we that's how we learn about it, you know. This is Kevin Jones performing My Girl. Come on y'all, help me out with this part. So, what would you say that your greatest musical memory is? Uh, opening for um, Anita Baker. Really? Back in the day. Small venue in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, I was with the house band and she was the guest artist. And um, very nice. She's a very nice person. You know, I've done, a, I've done a lot of things with a lot of artists, but that was so intimate. You know, you usually come in and do a song and you're out. They don't want to be bothered. She's so <laughs> friendly. So who would you say, considering all your experience in music, your musical inspiration would be? Oh, my God. Donny Hathaway. Donny Hathaway. Rita Franklin. Stevie Wonder. Temptations. Natalie Cole. Temptations. Oh, God. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of the greats, the old, the real singers, the really... How did you hear about the Tosco Music Party? Would you come back to us? And how do you feel? Actually, this is my third 
Tosco Music Party, and John saw me at a performance, and the rest is history. <laughs> and I came in two days before the show and did a, did a song, and then I started singing with the core, core group, and I've been working with them off and on for the last year and a half. Good people. Well, I, I didn't realize it was your third show, but we definitely hope to see you back. Thank you so very much Thank for performing you. for us tonight. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Watching the rest of the show and enjoying myself. And your name again is? Kevin Jones. Next on stage were self-made YouTube stars, the Gardner Sisters. My name is Allie. My name is Haley. I'm Mandy. We are the Gardner Sisters. You guys sounded awesome. What did you play tonight? We just played two songs, Bad Originals, and then a cover, Home Dirty Paws mashup. We had so much fun. It was great. We love being in North Carolina. It's our hometown, so it's just great being here. and so fun. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> We want our audience to have just as much fun as our performers. Is this your first time performing for the Tosco Music Party? We've actually done it one time before, and it was a few years ago. We were much younger, <laughs> but um, we have always remembered this experience because we met some of the greatest musicians who have inspired us, and John has been awesome letting us come back, so it's just been really cool to be able to be a part of it again. Tonight we've had a lot of artists perform and sing original works. What is it like to be the producer of entertainment that you want others to experience? Well, initially we just enjoyed singing together. We grew up singing together. And then we started posting videos to a YouTube channel about seven years ago. And that's become our full-time job. So we really are self-made artists and musicians. We just post covers and original songs to YouTube. And we, because we're not signed to a label, we get to write and produce the music that comes directly from us. It's really authentic. It's honest. It's who we are. So what you see is what you get. Not a lot of people get to experience that type of success. Oh, I just think that it's such a unique opportunity to be able to write your own songs from the heart and 
One of my favorite things as a listener to music is being able to relate to different artists' songs and um, their experiences that they have. So being able to write songs that hopefully others will relate to and it will make their day a little better or uh, make them feel a little more confident is such a great job. It's awesome. I love it. You can call it a job. (laughs) (laughs) You had a dragonfly, dragonfly Loving what you do can be an incredible gift. What is your best memory so far? Oh, uh, I think we would probably agree. Uh, we sang at the 2010 Winter Olympics in Vancouver mm-hmm. when we were younger. And so that was once-in-a-lifetime experience we know, and we have always looked back on that with really fond memories and just we're so grateful for that experience and one of our most fun things we did. And you're hanging out in Charlotte? Yeah, yeah we yeah. love Charlotte. It's our hometown. <laughs> Wait. You guys sung at the Vancouver Olympics? Yeah, Yeah. our whole family went out there for like six weeks, I think, over the course of it, and we just played shows, or we played as entertainment for people who were going into the events. It was super fun. And who do we have here? Yes, this is our mom and our two other sisters. You must be filled with pride. <laughs> <laughs> and when it came to learning about the Tosco Music Party? I think we met John through the Evening News, the venue. We played an open mic there, and then we went back and played his open mic night they have. Yeah. They have they had like a singer's round, like a writer's round kind of thing, and then he invited us to come play at the music party. So it's thanks to John that we're here. Yeah. I know. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Thanks so for much. having us. Not only has the Tosco Music Party become a musical powerhouse, it's also one of the shows in Charlotte that invites the audience to sing along. Here is the Tosco Music Party Sing Along Choir Band. Okay, I'm J.D. Wilson, Willie. And where are you from? I'm from Winston-Salem originally, but I live in a little town south of Springfield, Illinois currently. So what song did you just get done singing? We sang Listen to the Music, the old Doobie Brothers standard from the 70s. We try to hit different decades as we do the sing-along parts. Mm -hmm. So the next one we're doing is, I'm not really sure, it's back there, it's side by side. So that dates back a little ways, probably to the early 20th century. Mm -hmm. But people seem to like just as much, you know, older things as they do the things from their childhood or from, um, you know, even contemporary. We'll, We'll do some very fairly current tunes too tonight as a sing-along and of course the acts that come on between the sing-alongs are boy they're just they're going to knock you flat they're going to be really enjoyable tonight i've already seen a couple of people that uh, i don't know what's coming but it looks really good
You live in Springfield, Illinois. I live very near it. Yes, I do. What, what <laughs> made you come all the way down to Charlotte? Well, it's my vacation from work, and I just want to put some fun in my vacation and some music in there and see some friends. And I've got about 10 cousins in North Carolina, and I've seen a few of those guys. And uh, just had a great week. By where I live in, in Illinois, I live near my kids. So I see them enough that I don't have to vacation with them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you picked the right place. So how long have you been with Tosco Music Party? I had a friend, or have a friend, and his name is Mike Murphy. And back in the early 90s, Mike kept bugging me. J.D., you got to come to this music party. It's so much fun. We play guitars till 3 o'clock in the morning, and nobody wants to go home. We're having, you know, singing every song you ever heard, you know, all this stuff. He just did a good job selling me on it. So in the fall of 93, 1993, I went to the first one. I was just very rarely ever missed another one. I was hooked. And I just thought, well, this is about the most fun I've ever had. So I've just had a hard time staying away. Now, I moved to Illinois, so obviously I can't be as many of them as I used to. But I always love coming down here and seeing John and, and uh, enjoying all the friends involved with it. It definitely looks like you've been having fun. one thing I've noticed about the Tosca Music Party, they actually invite the audience on well, to sing with them. Yeah. Unlike other shows where, yeah, the audience may sing, mm -hmm. they're never really invited. Yeah, yeah. It's We try to be as inclusive as possible, you know, and let people really enjoy their, their ticket price. They get to, you know, meet some nice folks around that enjoy music like they do, and, and they get to sing, be a part of it, be a part of the whole production. And it's, that's, that's, I think that's why people keep coming back to it. I definitely think that they will be. Oh, Thank yeah. You have been listening to the Tosco Music Party. If you're interested in hiring these artists for your own public events and or hearing them again in the future and or meeting with them at the next Tosco Music event, please feel free to go to toscomusicparty.org. That is T-O-S-C-O-M-U-S-I-C-P-A-R-T-Y dot org. All content is owned by Tosco Music Party and Second Wind Productions. This podcast was produced by Nameless Comedy. See you next party.